of symbology. What is at stake? It is a big idea. A new world order where diverse nations are drawn together in common cause to achieve the universal aspirations of mankind. My question to you is, in any of your government jobs, have you ever been briefed on the subject of UFOs? And if you have, when was it and what were you told? Well, if I had been briefed on that, I'm sure it was probably classified and I couldn't talk about it. I got out in 1989. We had cataloged 57 different species. We walked over to one side of the lab and he said, by the way, we've discovered a base. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Greetings and salutations, my fellow Sky Watchers from all corners of the globe. Welcome to another exciting episode of Sky Watchers Radio. Broadcasting you know, I, I gotta, I gotta stop you right there. You Wait, know, hold on. no, 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 hang on one second. Why do you always say corners of the globe when the Earth is round? That's that's the joke, dude. That's the joke, man. Why do you always gotta ruin jokes? But, 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 but you're doing it all the time. And shush! Shush! Young one, we're broadcasting live on the Dark Matter Radio Network and PSN Radio on this lovely June 3rd, 2015. I'm Angel Espino. As always, with me is my hetero radio life mate over here, Alan Weiler, also known as the Interrupter, and to the world, the other guy. <laughs> that's right. I'm the interrupter. I don't the know. The other guy. The other guy. That's right. How are you doing today? How how are things going with you? What's go- what's going on in your neck of the woods? Where you're obviously at New Logic Studios, aren't you? While I am not. Yeah. Where the hell are you? Uh, I am actually home tonight. Finally. Wow. Yeah. Really? No kidding. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, I was a little bit under the weather for the past uh, for the past week plus or so. I don't usually make it a spectator sport, but you know, I'm healing up now, so you know, I'll be back on the road, on the road again. On I the road again. I know the rest of the lyrics. I am the road again. All you got to sing is it over. You sing it over and over. On the road again. Okay. Can't wait to get on the road again. Oh, is that how what? it goes? I have really. Yeah, you like the little? You like the little country twang I throw in there? Okay. Yeah. yeah, folks, if you want to call and complain about the Hispanic slash uh, country wow. twang, you can actually call. Wow, that's incredibly <laughs> racist. Wow. <laughs> what? That's what it was. You know that's what's crazy what about that whole the whole thing? Hispanics, what, what? Eh, not really a race per se. It's a nationality? No. Yeah. No, so it's, it's really, not. It's not really no. racist. Hispanic is not a nationality, okay? It's you could be Hispanic from Mexico. You could be Hispanic right. from you could be Hispanic from Guatemala. Those are exactly. all different states, so it's not a nation. It's right. not a nation. It's not it's a race. Not a nationality. It, it obviously is a race. Because you have no, because you have white Hispanics and black Hispanics. There's white right. Cubans and, and, and black and, Cubans, and you have Blasians, black Asians. You even sure. have you, you even have some Jubans. Now that's, that's crazy. Right. Thought. See, but here, no, it's not because there's a difference between religion, faith, nationality, and race. There's a big difference between all of them. You know, it's funny. My family, there's actually a few Jubans in the family. Really? 
Yeah, really? yeah, no kidding. Yeah, no kidding. And when I was little, uh, um, the majority of my family is actually Jehovah's Witness, not Jubans. But uh, the majority is Jehovah's Witness on my dad's side, but there's sprinkled a few Jubans in there. And yep. my mother, you know my mother's side is all Catholic. Did you know that you go to Cuba free now it, as a return to Jewish heritage in Cuba if you're from Cuba? Oh, no kidding. I, well, yeah, I'm like, really, I'm like five, I guess I'm like 5% Jewish uh, or, or whatever uh, of that. But I, I don't think that will get me in. But check this out. So, like, my family being mostly Jehovah's Witness, uh, right. my dad was like, well, we got to pick a religion. You know, we were, we were kind of lost in the 80s. We didn't know what religion we were going to be. And my dad was like, okay, let's just go with the Jehovah's Witness. And we started going to church with my aunt. What happened? They started knocking on the door or something? You know? No, no, no. Actually, no. My my aunt and my uncle are really heavy religiously uh, devoted uh, to uh, their, their religion, to Jehovah's Witness. Uh, but were they, be, they, they converted over? Yeah, they converted over. Well, because they had nothing else to do or something persuaded them? They were was very it- bored in Cuba. This is pre-internet. Oh yeah, okay. Remember you needed that. some. You needed some organized religion to control the masses. It and was this cafecito and, and some baseball. That's that's all they had. So they were like, "All right, let's go study some new religions." What happened so to Santeria yeah. and all the all the chicken killing and you know? See, that's you know. a problem though, because my dad, you know, he's kind of a big dude. He likes eating chicken, so it's like, well, "What are you going to slaughter a chicken? That's a good waste of food, man." They don't do that. So he never got into the Santeria thing. That just wasn't his oh, thing. Okay. You know what I'm he saying? But, okay. All right, but but okay. it's funny. I like I, I went to like you know Jehovah's Witness church for like uh, I guess you call it church or whatever the hell it's called uh, for like right. two and a half, three maybe years, you know, something like that as a kid. And that's when I realized that I was almost an atheist at that point. I, oh, was like, I thought you, know you were going to say that's when you realize you finally believe in UFOs. No, 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 that came later. But that's when okay, I realized that's that... that's what the show was all about, so I don't know how we're getting so sorry. Well, we're, we're going we're gonna to get there. Hold on. But that's when I realized that I was almost atheist, but I became agnostic because I do believe there is something out there. And this is one of the reasons why I got kicked out of the church as a kid. Uh, I asked the question... Uh, by the way, stop doing that. We're loud sorry. on the air. Right. That's sorry. loud. That's very sorry. loud. Sorry, I will prevent myself from doing that. Okay, good man. Now, one of the things that got me kicked out of the church, as I was saying, was the conversation that I had with uh, one of the, the priests or the clergyman or one of the guys that molested Did he touch you in the wrong no, spot? No, 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 no. It was like a Sunday oh, school oh, oh, thing. Did he touch you in the right spot? Yeah, kind of did. You know, you know that's, that's that's a nasty rumor. Let me say something here. Hold on. Because I went to church. And I, I never the got courts, touched. And the courts don't think so. I never got touched. I, and, and God knows I tried. I would, I would wear sexy outfits. I'd be like, hey, Father. Father O'Malley. Actually, actually, funny Look as it me. is, you know what I found out as an Look interesting... Look at me. Why not me? You know what I found out as an interesting church fact? You know why they actually have a separation in the confessionals? I have no idea, but I'm sure you're going to tell us. Uh, uh, according to history, in the 1600s and 1700s, the reason that they actually put up a partition in the confessionals is so that the priests would not touch the women. Now, they couldn't have sex with them, but you've heard of the term where... A woman is suffering a case of hysteria. And then they wonder why these dudes are molesting children. Yeah, they can't touch the women. I say just let them pair up with the uh, the nuns, you know? Father and the nun. Why not? Uh, yeah, I think she since she carries a ruler, I don't think the uh, priest will measure up. <laughs> Whoa, that's crazy. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's that crazy. was a little on the funny that's side. A little, yeah, that, that's, Folks, yeah, if that's you have any thing. complaints, please feel free to call in the number. And, of course, Angel's going to give that number. Oh, yeah. It's uh, 786-245-8127. You can call that number no matter if you're west of the Rockies, east of the Rockies. Or some part of the squares, corners of the Earth. No, no, but even if you're on Mars or on one of the moons, you can still call that number. It'll get to this show. 
It'll the be long distance. Delay, yeah, but the time delay from Mars is going to be a really big problem. Speaking of time delays, you know, I was actually watching another one of those, like, uh, was the moon landing a hoax kind of thing? And oh, Jesus, question, I hate those it, things. You know, it, it did have an interesting question uh, that, that they do posit besides the Van Allen radiation belt. Um, why was it that the communication was nearly instantaneous uh, between mission control and the actual lunar module when w- science has already proven that there is at least a 14 to 18 second delay, depending on what part of the apogee the uh, moon is at? Well, was it confirmed that we what we were seeing was 100% live? Maybe we were watching, you know, on a slight delay ourselves, and they would just match up the footage. Well, no one in NASA never... That's an easy answer if that's the case, because maybe they're feeding us a little bit of a delay. Yeah, it says live because it's a live broadcast, but at a slight delay, which is like most broadcasts on TV anyway. Hmm. Easy yeah, answer. Yeah, but no, it's not an easy answer because... That is like... an easy... That's it, debunked, the easy answer. All right, folks, if you want to call in and comment on that one, we want you to call in right I now. I call Bat Squatch. Bat Squatch, that's right. The Holy of Unholy. We went to the moon, darn it. I'm not saying that we went to the moon, but I'm saying that the Apollo 11 mission maybe might not have been as authentic as we wanted it to be. But Look, here's the sure, thing. I am thing. sure we've been to the moon. Look, here's the thing. I'm positive we went to the moon. Not only do I know that we went to the moon, I also know that they shot footage uh, to hoax stuff on the oh, moon. Oh, yeah, I agree. I, I believe both things happened. That's why people are like, yeah, there's probably a studio involved and created some footage. Yes, I wouldn't doubt it. Because they probably saw stuff on the moon that, well, the common they folks probably, probably weren't ready to see yet. You know what I'm saying? So you got to keep that yeah. stuff from humans for now. Yeah, I, 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 I would tend to agree with that one. I'll lean towards that one on you. Yeah. Sometimes it's a little 50-50, you know what I mean? So, And here's the, there's an argument. 50-50. It's a little 50-50. That's a little ghetto slang coming out. You know, so this is a, this is a little argument that people have uh, on this whole thing where, where they're like, well, we couldn't even make it to the moon because there's the Van Allen belt. And, by the way, Allen. Uh, how could we make it through that? I am pretty sure there's ways around the Van Allen belt. Um, I'm pretty sure they got their... I'm pretty sure they got their act together enough to know that they had to have certain things on board to shield them from that. Well, you should hope so, but you never Correct. That's right, folks. If you want to call in and try and comment or debunk or have a say about what we're talking about here, don't forget to please call in or Skype in. What is our Skype number or Skype voice thing anyway? Skype what? I don't know. Do we have a Skype like name what that they should voice use? Thing? Or just the vo- just the vo- just call the phone number. That's it. Just call the phone number. My God, you're incompetent. Jesus, man. Right, I'm telling it you, it's the meds that I'm on because of my uh, goodness. Of the recovery this is the best I'm I could do, folks. I'm sorry. The number is seven eight six two four five eight one two seven. If you want to look us up on Skype, very simple. Look up PSN Radio. Stop doing that. Okay, fine. I'll stop doing it. I'm trying. Jesus. Not. Sorry, wrong religion. Wrong religion. Hey, hey he was. One, hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. He was one of you guys. You guys. What it was you? one of you guys, okay? You use Italians, you know, it's one of you guys. Am I wrong, though? Am I wrong? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Oh, I'm wrong? 
no, 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 no. I, okay, he, then. He, he, you know, I, I have no disagreement that uh, I have nothing to contradict that Jesus now, was Now, just guy. because you guys didn't agree that he was the son of the, you know, the almighty one, and, right. you know, there's a little disagreement there on who is, you know, the actual son exactly. of the big one. That's a different story, but he was still one of you guys. Right. Exactly. So. He was one of us guys, and, you know, then then his disciples decide to start up a religion. He didn't. Correct. And by the way, you guys admit that the guy existed, so it's your fault. Absolutely. 100% we admit that he existed. Now, was you I would have denied the whole thing. I would have been like, what are you talking about? It's, 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 it's bat squatch. There's no reason for us to argue that he existed or not. We know he existed. We're not arguing that. We're just saying that he might not have been the Son of God. And if he is the Son of God, we're all the Son of God. There's no place anywhere where Jesus himself only is disciples. And you keep say, doing that as you speak. I'm, I'm going I'm to go on break, and I'm going to drive over there. I'm going to take that away from you. And it's going to be a long break. Okay, very long break. I'll stop. Put I'm away. almost done. I'm almost done with my stack. What is it that you're doing? I mean, what illegal activities are you doing with that thing? I, I am actually cracking open rolls of half dollars and taking out all the half Why must dollars. you do this while we're live on the air? Why, why now? Because they're going into the bank tomorrow morning. Can you do that after the show? I'm not staying up that late. Come Just on. Don't, don't be lazy, Alan. <laughs> all right, lazy fine. Alan, the other guy. This is why you're the other guy. See, right there. I choose to be the other guy. Okay, plain. You choose wrong, Alan. Wrong That's your choice. That's your choice to choose me, not to choose. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Anyway. All right. Who do By we the got? way, folks. Yeah. Exactly. By the way, folks. Tonight we're going to have Larry Seekander back on the show. He's joining us on the second hour, and uh, he's going to give us a little bit, a little bit of an update of what's going on with that artifact that he has. You know what I'm talking about, right, Alan? Do you remember the show or? Yeah, I remember, but maybe you should remind the folks that are listening, since they might be new to our show. Well, you know, more and Larry, more people seem to be wanting to listen to us since we have the man himself coming back. You know, in an, in a short while. So my goodness, time is almost. Yeah, dude, time. Look, time flies, and it's almost that time, man. It, it, it's almost that time. This July is right around the corner, folks. Exactly, the man Literally. himself. He's coming back to the radio. Well, what, do we call it radio? Do we call it net radio? Do we call it the digital, blog? baby? This is digital broadcasting. The dark That's matter right. digital network. I got to get that in the, in the vocabulary because I still say dark matter radio network. You know, it just comes out so much you know because I'm used to it already. It's been you know it's crazy. It's, it's going to be two years since we've been on, on the network. Pretty soon. I know, and uh, I'm so proud of us being on this long before we get canceled. It was great. And here's the crazier part. In uh -oh. two years, in two years, Alan, yeah. out of the two of us, you have cursed more than I have. I haven't dropped one F-bomb yet. So, I only dropped one F-bomb, but what's also to really zero amazing, of mine. What's, what's really, yeah, but we've had some people that are calling in, or some of our guest speakers do that. <laughs> we have yes. had some of our interviewees do that one. Um, but what's really, really amazing is, is that through the two years of us being on, We've maybe not even had a handful of having to repeat for one reason or another. We've had such consistency and no calling in sick days that it's and really. And there goes the coins on the table right there. Hey, I, I did not. <laughs> That's right. Um, it's raining money, man. It's raining money. Here it is. See, and then and you, you live into the stereotype of the Jewish people, man. It's all about the money. <laughs> See, why are you doing that to your people, man? <laughs> 
Do you Here's the Jewish guy on radio with the coins and making the no, money. No, no, no. Why are you doing that, Pete? Why? Why? Because there's, can't afford, there's here, hundreds of Jewish listeners right now, and they're like, moi, 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 this guy is just... He's, he's killing response. us. No, it's not. You say your people back 100 years. You know that, right? No, I'm not. Here's, <laughs> here's the response. The reason it's coins is because I get paid so little by you, I can't afford bills that are paper that would be silent. Bat squatch. Oh. That is bat squatch, sir. Oh. Oh, Sorry, my you just goodness. walked right into that one. I'm Ladies sorry. and gentlemen, if you're Jewish and you're offended by Mr. Weiler over here, please send us your hate mail at info at skywatchersradio.com. Oh, actually, what I do do is I collect <laughs> some types of coins. Yes, and, you, you do know, do all right. That's for damn know, sure. I, I, I collect coins as, as a hobby to pass my time away when I'm not doing anything else. Uh, except for talking to you, and uh, you know, I just picked up a box of half dollars to see if there's any any coins that I'm looking for because that's where I look for. I look for either pre 1964 silver because that's always a good thing to invest in, or any half dollars that were made after 2003 because those were not made for general circulation, but they seem to have ended up in general circulation. And actually, they're worth about a buck fifty each if you can find them. Mike. God, you're a nerd. You know, everybody's got to have an addiction. Jesus, you're a One nerd. Thing, see, Jesus was a Jew. See, there we go. And he was a nerd, too. I mean, he liked fishing and carpenting. And carpenting? If he was alive, yeah, whatever. He was a carpenting? carpenter. Yeah, whatever. He, was, he liked carpets. But if he was alive today, I'm sure he would be into collecting coins also, just like you. I don't know about that. I think he'd be collecting nails and iron. Oh, Ooh. that's cold. Oh, man, too too soon. <sighs> Too, too soon? soon. <laughs> 2015 years too soon? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the best... I, I mean, I don't think... I don't. Th- I, don't think- I think we've offended just about every religion tonight, by the way, except for the Muslims. <laughs> hey, Muslims, it, how about it's them? Early. It's early. <laughs> it's early. It's early. It's early. Uh, we are how about not the Hindus? We are not uh. going... We are not going to, to draw Muhammad uh, on our website, folks. No, but let's talk about the Buddha. Okay. Oh my God! Yeah. No, the, Bu- the Buddha. He needs to go on a diet. That's all I'm saying. You know, there's Siddhartha. That was the thin one. That right. was the enlightened one. And then there was the other Buddha. You know, there are two different depictions of. There are two different primary depictions of Buddha. So you know, you got to be a bit a little. That's bit more fair simple. because there's like 55 different depictions of Jesus. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and none of them match the Bible, which the Bible says skin like bronze, hair like wool, and yet they're all blue eyes and like light skin, like. Really, like that's, that's the best why you do. I say Jesus himself never, ever, ever in his life in his afterlife said he himself was the Son of God. All his now, some of his, not even all of his, some of his disciples decided to say that, not Jesus himself. And if someone can, well, here's the, here's, here's the thing here's, in the New yeah. Testament that I am wrong about that. No, no, you're right. You're absolutely Go right ahead. about that statement. Prove but here's here, here's the crazy thing, though, Alan. Um, you know that it's still debatable on who Jesus actually was, exactly. Oh. Now, who was it that was on the radio in uh, February? Yeah, February. Ah, uh-huh. see, it's not that easy, huh, Carpenter? Okay. Exactly. February. Hey, I'm on medication. That's a month. You should know that one. Now, don't give me the medication stuff. I'm now, let me on ask medication. you. Now, here, who do we have on as a speaker who's talking to us about? Uh, he thinks he knows who the actual biblical Moses was, and he figured out a name. From one of the uh, Pharaoh's children, um, who was that that we were talking with? Huh? Do you remember who that was? I was, was on my way down to the 
uh, Philadelphia Flower Show uh, the following day, but I was calling from the car that uh, the guy was getting chased by the cops in. But we had him on the radio, and I got through halfway through the conversation, then cell phone kicked out. But we were talking about this really, really interesting conversation about who the biblical Moses could have actually been. Uh, and we ca he came up with coming to the logical conclusion that it most likely was a particular uh, Pharaoh's son. Uh, Wasn't that either – I would say I would say that was either Robert Morningstar or – I don't think it was because we talked to Robert on a regular basis. Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't remember who it was. But that was a really, really interesting. Could it be Scott story. Allen Roberts? I mean, he's into the you know, subject also. Hey, Michael Heiser's into the subject. That, that was way good. That was a few months back now. That's a little while back. Yeah. Um, We've had know, some really, good really good guests across. By the, the way, shout outs to Michael Heiser. We're going to have him back on soon. Awesome guest. Oh, that's right. Who do we got tonight and who do we got next week, too? Well, this week, tonight, in the second hour, we're going to have our main guest today will be Larry Seekander, like I said earlier. Ooh. And uh, we're going to see uh, what he has as an update for, uh, you know, that artifact that he talked about last time he was here, uh, yeah. which, if proven uh, to be authentic, well, this is uh, something otherworldly. Well, it's not going to be a Roswell so, slide, I hope. God, I hope not. My God, what a failure that was. You know, yeah. And we keep falling for it, too. That's the crazy thing. I mean, the Roswell well, slides... You know, Call it X-Files, we all want to believe. Yeah, no kidding. But uh, to what end? I mean, really. All I know is, like I always say, if 1% of 1% of 1% of 1% is true, guess what? We've been visited. Um, and we've been lied to a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that was that then there swamp gas. That's right. No, I wasn't drinking no moonshine. Then there's, then there's some swamp gas. That's right. But, you know, it, it is what it is. And, you know, one uh, someday, one way or another, the truth is going to come out. Hopefully it won't come out when they come down and start actually invading us. That's all. No kidding. You know. Now, now here's the thing. Um, are you ready for an alien abduction? Um, it all depends what kind of In your lifetime. Of, my, of myself or someone I know? Well, of yourself, silly. Um, I don't know if I would like that personally. I, I, I really don't. Oh, and that reminds me, I just saw the movie Area 51. Oh, yeah, how was it? Um, you know, it's done by the guy who did the first two paranormal activities, but it sat in the vaults at the studio for from '09 to, like, this year. And you know the stories about that. If they kept it in the can and didn't release it, there might be a good reason. Right, um, right. I mean, it's it's a really cool found footage kind of thing where these guys, um, you know, go and you know check out Area Fifty One, and supposedly they get through and all that. Um, I mean, it, it, it's really interesting. Do I say it's a it's a scary movie? I mean. There were some scary scenes. Um, it wasn't a bad movie. Um, I, I would wait till video or Netflix it. Um, do not spend your money on it. But, um, you know, if you could watch it, if you have the time to watch it, yeah, sure, why not? Here's a good question for you. Is there any movie nowadays that, that really is scary anymore? I mean, um, hmm. I don't really find anything I gotta scary. I got to admit, like... the, first, the first Paranormal Activity movies, you know, the first... <sighs> They, nah. they they really did get to me. I was like, yeah. Um, but then nah. again, I then again I try and do some ghost hunting whenever I can. So, 
Um, and you've never seen anything like that. Um, <laughs> I've seen some. That crazy only happens in the movies, Alan. It never happens in real life. You should I've know that by cra- now. I've seen some crazy stuff in my life while doing ghost hunting. I have to admit, I've seen some crazy stuff. But that's a whole other show, and you know, if you want to make a time block for that, maybe I'll do a show on that one of these decades. Um, but well, in all well, ser- seriously, seriously though, um, seriously, it, it, huh? you know, I, when I first saw it, I was a little bit on the convinced side that you know it was good found footage. It was the first real breakout found footage film. It really was, if you think about it. Before but it wasn't that, real. Yeah, but Blair, which convinced you when you first saw it? Didn't no, it? I knew, no, I thought I knew there was fake going in. Oh, okay. At no well, point did, did I think Blair Witch was real. In well, fact, the, the actors were on the IMDb. There, this, the is what, this, is, this is what ruined it, though. The actors from Blair Witch were on IMDb. Oh, really? I mean, come on. With their real names, I mean, just, geez, man, really? Like, not even... Give it a week after the movie comes out and then put their names. Don't don't ruin, the, you know, the fantasy. <laughs> yeah, I didn't check that out. Sorry. See, I went to Blair Witch to see it in theaters... Went in really hyped. I thought it was going to be a great experience, something you know that I've never seen before. The found footage. Everybody was hyping it up like it was going to be the, the next best thing in horror. And I'm a huge horror movie fan, so I went right. in with with high hopes, man, really high hopes. And I left there upset. <laughs> man, I want to say a bad word, but I don't want to say it. And you were upset. Let's just say I was upset. And I left there wanting my money back. It was one of the worst movies ever. The, the The whole found footage thing was ridiculously stupid. It had no real ending. It had no real narrative. It was just a bunch of nothing. Uh, it was the biggest waste of time. But it made so much right. money that somebody had the terrible idea of making a sequel. And then they had the bright idea of making into a, the sequel into a real movie, which just further proved how much of a, of a bad storyteller these people are. And then that flopped. <laughs> That made well, no money. These things happen. But, you yeah, know, what can you do? So, but let's see. I'm check sorry, this out. Go ahead, the reason me. I asked earlier, if, if are you ready to, you know, to be abducted? Are you ready to be on a, in a, be a abductee? Are you ready uh, for that? I, I, I'll go for a trip. I'll go for a quick ride, but I don't want to be abducted. Well, right now we're going to beam in a caller. We're going to abduct him. 828, you're live on Skywatcher's radio. Hello, Angel. Uh, yes. I was just, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, I lo- really love y'all's show, and I was just wanting you to finish your story about why you got kicked out of the, the Jehovah's Witness belief. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a true story. I, I asked them uh, a couple of questions about God, and it just got uh, to the point that they got annoyed by my questions because I went to the direction that, wait a second, uh, what if God's an alien? And they didn't like that too much. And my question was, well, you know, what do you define God? Because, you know, I was a kid. I was curious. I wanted to know what their definition of God was. And his definition was like, well, he's a being. He lives up there. Like, literally, he pointed to the sky. Like, he lives up there. And he's reigning over us. And I'm like, okay, that's great. But where is he from? Is he here on Earth? No, no, he's somewhere else. Okay, so he's not on Earth. So by the mere definition, he's an extraterrestrial, right? right? That pissed everybody off. That was to them. That was blasphemy. But if you look at it, the mere definition of what God is, He's a being from outside of this Earth that supposedly created life on Earth, right? Yes, sir. I agree well, with you completely. I was raised that way too. I mean, to me, that the, by the the definition, what we're looking at is a biblical tale of an alien that came down 
and gave life to this planet. Correct. And now they're actually saying that it actually, you know, the God, uh, you know, Jesus's father might have possibly even been Enki from the Great Sumerian Tales. Because, you know, if you, if you look at the history, uh, Nimrod, who was the first king of Sumer, was actually Noah's great grandson. That's interesting. So, yeah, there, there's some interesting there's some interesting facts on this one uh, that, you know, you know, Enil or Enki or, you know, the Anunnaki, you know, we don't know. We don't have all the answers. I'm sure someone well, out there does. But... I'm not a big believer on the Anunnaki. You know, Dr. Michael Heiser was here. We've discussed, the, you know, the whole Anunnaki thing and Sitchin's work is a little shady on my on my in my I'm not, eyes, I'm but, not arguing that. But, but no, no, but I, but I, I am open to the you know the the ancient alien theory in in a lot of ways because, like I said, the Bible in, in a sense is a, is a tale of an alien that came down and seeded life on Earth. That's what it is, basically in in a nutshell. That's what their God is, in a nutshell. They just don't want to look at that. They don't want to look at that way because they've been indoctrinated to look at it in a certain way, which is a biblical, you know, mystical way. We've all been indoctrinated in a certain way. Whether your religion is Jehovah's Witness, Jewish, Christian, whatever your religion is, doesn't matter. It's all looked at as a mystical being. They're all, you know, saints. You know, by the way, what's a saint? A dude who lived on Earth for a long time died, and well, they made him into a saint. Well, he did something worthy right? of of sainthood. He was so, well, yeah, he did but why? Very good. So but, praying, things, but people that pray saint, to like a saint, on, on, what is saint, that? What's going to get them? Being a saint is basically our version of winning the Nobel Peace Prize. Okay, plain and simple. You did something that was really beneficial for the human race. Okay, fine, good. Okay. Like they're going to make Mother Teresa a saint now. God bless her soul. You know she's she was a great lady and all, but really Mother Teresa a saint? You know because of her miraculous. The Pope. They're going to make the Pope a saint. Like what did the Pope do besides cover up child molestations for decades? Well, which pope are you talking about? This one? No, no, no. The uh, the one uh, passed away. Um, John Paul the the second, whatever his name was. Actually, you know what? You know what? This pope. We've been talking looks, about making him a saint. This current pope, though, looks like what's his name from Game of Thrones? The Grand. Does uh, really? Have you been watching Game of Thrones at all? Nah, you know what? I'm one of the few Americans uh, that has not watched Game of Thrones, and I don't. I know. Shame on me. I know I should watch it. It's a great well, show. Well, The Walking Dead. All accounts. The guys from the TV show The Walking Dead finally showed up on Game of Thrones, which was really Oh, funny. no kidding. Well, I'm going to have yeah. to check that out eventually. Uh, caller, by the way, we've been completely ignoring you. Uh, what's your name again? I'm sorry. My name's Tim. Hey, Tim. Tim, Tim. Tim. Yes. So, 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 so what part of the country are you calling from, first off? Uh, I'm calling from America, or North Carolina, actually. America. That's all you need to say, son. You're calling from America. <laughs> proud right. Americans. All right. Damn right. Be proud, well, son. Thank you, guys. Not a worry. Ain't nothing no, wrong with that. Yes, tell us about your fascination with uh, UFOs, and you know you called for you know for that topic. Uh, you know, what do you think of religion? What do you think of my take there on the, the whole thing? I, I pretty much have to agree with you. I was I was raised uh, in that faith until I was um, in high. Well, actually, I got out of high school, and um, you know, it, I kind of always felt the same way. You know, by definition, if you're not from Earth, you're an alien. So, right. I mean, that's and and you know, and I, and, I mean, I'm not. You know, I can't, you know, I've seen some of the ancient astronaut stuff, and, you know, and, and it is a possibility, you know, I'm open-minded, but at the same time, you know, you know, I just, I, I just don't think it's good for anybody to limit the way they look, you know, I just think you got to be open-minded. 
I agree 100%. I agree 100%. I got to agree with you also. I I don't think any one religion has all the answers. They all got a piece of the puzzle. Mm -hmm. Some of them have bigger pieces than the others. That's all. Guys, thank you for having me on here. I really enjoy your show. Hey, not to worry. Don't forget to keep on listening and, you know, enjoy the show. Thanks for calling in. Anybody else want to call in, folks? You could always do that. That's right, 786-245-8127. But, 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 and this is a big but, Alan. What's the big, you like big butts and you cannot lie. No? All the mother brothers they can't deny. But anyway, I digress. No, 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 now we must go to a quick commercial break. And when we return, we have the Nancy Burns Experience. Dun, dun, dun! Sorry, I had to do that. Are you ready for Nancy Burns? I am ready for Nancy Burns, sure. All right. Well, she's going to be with us in two. Stick around. This is the Dark Matter Radio Network and PSN Radio. Skywatchers Radio. James Swagger, host of Capricorn Radio. I'm also an author, engineer, and researcher. Capricorn Radio covers alternative history, alternative science, philosophy, and truth oriented discussions. We are proud to be on the Dark Matter Radio Network live at 8 p.m. Saturdays, Eastern Standard Time. You can catch extra info on darkmatterradio.net, jameswagger.com for yours truly. CapricornMembers.com for the archives. Don't forget, truth is not democratic. Truth is truth. The UFO phenomenon, either we like it or not, is already very much part of our reality. I've been on panels with uh, military people who, you know, claim that they've seen the aliens buzzing our missile silos. They have very large eyes, and you know, I found their stare extremely difficult to bear. This is Martin Willis, the host of Podcast UFO, and we are here on the Dark Matter Radio Network every Wednesday from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is my commitment to bring you an entertaining weekly show that takes a hard look at the UFO phenomena. Are they extraterrestrial? Well, are they interdimensional? Are they time travelers or something we have not even thought of yet? We explore these questions with interesting guests and witnesses from all around the globe. In addition, we bring you weekly UFO news with Open Minds TV, Alejandro Rojas. Thank you for listening, and remember, keep your eyes to the sky. Hi, this is Solaris Blue Raven with Hyperspace on Dark Matter Radio. Tune in on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for an intriguing show pertaining to covert technology, UFOs, paranormal, mysticism, and spirituality. We cover everything from the known to the unknown. 
the normal to the paranormal, archaeologists to psychologists, and even UFOs. We tell what's coming, what's going. The government lies to the government thrives. We're late night in the Midlands, and we cover everything. Every Sunday night at 12 a.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific, on the Dark Matter Radio Network. Hello, my name is Howard Hughes, and I'm in London, and I've been proud to bear this name all my life. Over here in the UK, I'm known as a broadcast journalist. I've been involved in some of the big stories of our time. The fall of the Berlin Wall. The death of Princess Diana. I told London about that. And on the first and second anniversaries of 9-11, I was there at Ground Zero, speaking to the people who were directly involved and those experiences I will never forget. So news is my thing. But my great love is my show, the one that I produce, The Unexplained. Over the years on this show, I've spoken to people like the late Al Bielik from the Philadelphia Experiment, Edgar Mitchell, the amazing Apollo astronaut, Dr. Stephen Greer, David Icke, and Uri Geller. People like Richard C. Hoagland have become personal friends over the years. I met him in London. So you can see that these sort of topics are what I like to discuss. Please join me on my show from London. The Unexplained, Monday nights on the Dark Matter Network. Nancy Burns experience. Now, Western Iraqis, you're on the air with Mel. Who's got the hole in Washington? Hello. Hello. Hello, everybody. This way to Bellahaven. And we're live again on Skywatchers Radio with Nancy Burns mm, dun, on dun, the dun. Nancy Burns experience. Mm, dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. dun, dun. I, I, you dun, heard it, huh? Dun. No. No, I heard it before when, when you were making your break before. I, I clicked off right before you phoned and you were doing oh. it, the same thing. Yeah, yeah, so you've been doing some. So where'd you get that? Did you make it? No, I don't know. YouTube. Oh. YouTube, everything. I know. Everything. So, yeah. And I have to tell you, since we talked last, literally since you and Which I Which was talked, like 24 hours ago. 24 right. Hours ago, yeah. Well, I, I have since talked to Keith, and it looks like there is no way around it. And because I'm talking to Keith. He's a Mac guy. I'm a Mac woman, girl. <laughs> um, it looks like I'm going to have to go back up into the attic and get the box with a mixer and the long coils. <laughs> it's, a, it's a nightmare beyond belief. And so this is a big boulder. I mean, I'm glad I've got the jingle, but now I have this post-traumatic, you know, like I've got this old-time fear. You said you're, you haven't seen a scary movie in a while. And so this is a big scary thing for me, this box in the attic. But I want to say 
one of the scariest movies they ever saw was a movie called Wait Until Dark with Alan Arkin. And Richard Crenna Richard and also Audrey Hepburn. Audrey Hepburn. She played a blind woman who uh, was kind of like these drug dealers came and they just mistook her for, you know, so forth. And she had to fight them even though she was blind. So wait until dark. It's really hmm. scary. You know what I saw recently, which wasn't bad. It wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. I saw the remake to Poltergeist. Mm. Oh, really? I saw the commercials. Yeah, I saw the commercials. Is it still even in theaters, or did they take it out because it did so poorly? No, no, it's still in theaters. Uh, it, you know, it's not bad. It's, you know, the only, the only big, you know, the biggest disappointment really in the movie actually is Sam Rockwell, which I was surprised by because he's such a great, I like good him. actor. I, 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 yeah, he's, he's a great actor. How could what could happen? It looked in the movie like he was phoning it in, like he really ah. just was not engaged in what was going on most of the time, yeah. and. You know, Craig T. Nelson, who played the original role of the father in the original oh, Poltergeist, yeah. was mm. so great in that role. But I mean, you know, okay, so let me ask you. Actor. Yeah. Is he okay, still so... alive? Is Craig yeah. Alive? Actually, they're bringing uh, the show Coach, they're rebooting it, and they're bringing it back to ABC. Well, really? he just played... Yeah, I'm not kidding yeah, Okay, uh, Bill and I just watched a series that was made available on Netflix, I think. It's called Frankie and... Grace and Frankie. And Grace and Frankie, never heard of Grace it. and Frankie. Well, of course, and the thing is, it's not for your generation at all. It really and truly is for older folks. And it stars... Uh, is it like Lily- Will and Grace? Cause mm, not yeah, show. sort of. It's, it stars Lily Tomlin and... What's her name? Jane Fonda. Jane Fonda and they yes, play... what are you talking about? Oh, boy. What, what kind of show is this? Which oh. is... Which, who is the, which person are you doing? I have to That's, get my walker. He's I'm sending the, his people back another 50 years. Nancy. Yeah, I'm the ahead. old guy that sits in front and only watches CBS. Well, here's the thing. Here, here's the thing. You sound just 50 like... 50 more years. Like Doc Brown, you know? Emmett Brown, right? 21 gigawatts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, actually, Great I Scott! I just, saw, I just saw Christopher Lloyd doing a Lego commercial for the Back to the Future Lego set. Why do they make a Back to the Future 4? Why don't they just do that already? I mean, uh, yeah. there, there's some licensing issues with that. Oh, uh, yeah. th- they had some good backstory, but um, yeah, they're not going to go well, there. Speaking I- of licensing issues and speaking of celebrities and speaking of, you know, Back to the Future and the mixture of stuff, I brought something tonight that kind of fulfills the role of news. Okay. Ooh, yay, oh, yay. Oh, my goodness. Yes, yeah. news. All right, man. Woo-hoo! We got news, baby. <laughs> news. <laughs> Alan, Alan. Hold yeah, on, Nancy. This, hold on. Hold on. This, we got to celebrate this. Alan. Yes. Yeah. Alan, did, you heard that, Alan? What? Yeah. The sound of news. <laughs> so happy. Go ahead, Nancy. Give us some news. Okay. Well, this is probably something you haven't seen. Probably okay. not. But no, re- remember. Even- we're on radio, we're on the radio. Yeah, yeah, we're on radio. We don't see it. <laughs> right, and so I'm going to have to describe it to you, and you're not even going to believe me that it exists, but I do have a link, and this involves our friend Alejandro. So it's got Rojas. UFOs. Okay. Ah, Mr. Rojas. Right. Yes, indeed. Yes, and I'm looking at his face right now, but guess what? Oh, I boy, can what do you do? send you a link to this thing that happened. What do you do? Let's oh, see. Right. Leftover photos from Contact in the Desert? No, we, it's worse. You know, we should, it's if worse. anybody here did actually go to Contact in the Desert, do us a favor. Call in. Give true. us a review of the event. True. True. That's right. Call in. Well, we're going to have on uh, Steve Bassett on pretty soon, and he was actually at 
Contact ah. in the Desert. So, I, but look, I it, want to hear an attendees version, and I want to hear a actual, you know, person behind the table version of the well, event. Well, there's, there's some stuff. There's some stuff that you're, I guess, not aware of that happened at Contact in the Desert uh, no, concerning our our very own Art Bell, and let's just say that uh, <clears throat> we're not very pro- we're very happy with Contact in the Desert this year. I um, have just not leave it at that. that. Okay, okay, you'll have to tell yeah, me. Later. You really got to start listening to Future Theater on Monday nights. Really yeah, do. if time permits, you know, maybe I will. Yeah, gotta make time. Maybe, maybe I'll. There's call a podcast. The, I don't, that one I don't you know. have. I, there's I, no excuse. Me, no excuse. Are you guys give me a segment. Can I, can I get a segment on their show? Can I? Can I? Can I? Well, it's up sure. To them. What do we want to call it? How about other, the, the other guy segment? Yeah, here comes the other guy. Here comes ten the minutes other. with ten minutes with the other guy. Okay, yeah. sure. Yeah, fine. Yeah. yeah. Well, here, but here's the thing. Um, uh, Steve a Bassett. little loving from the other guy. Oh, yeah, Steve next. Bassett is a an ambassador. He is a lobbyist. He is a uh, mediator. He's a uh, schmoozer. Right. Okay. So he's not going to tell you the stuff we want to hear. We want to hear, you know, who snubbed who and who. All oh, the juicy details. Yeah. Oh, juicy. Details. Yeah. Because this is a younger crowd, supposedly, which means there's going to be yeah. some hooking up. There's younger crowd? Always... You mean they're in their forties? That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. Early fifties, early fifties. Yeah, the hip. That's the young younger crowd. crowd. Yeah. Oh my goodness, uh, Laughlin used to be. That was the. I would say that's the nadir, the nadir of um, of UFO conferences. I think when by the time we went to the last one in Laughlin, um, you know, they definitely had smoking in the rooms in Laughlin. Okay, and I don't mean I don't mean funny smoke. I mean smoking. You know, it was a terrible, terrible situation. It was like you went – anyway, it's not worth it. Yeah, but, cancer sticks. Yeah. yeah. And old people Wanted who were already stick. hooked up to machines. It was um, a casino where people would come in from the homes and they would come in with – they would be wheeled in with their oxygen stuff. Oh, please. I've been to, I've been to homes <laughs> where they actually – to boost the numbers of attendees, they actually <laughs> wheel in the senior citizens. I mean you have people walking in with the IVs and things yeah. like that. You yeah, know, just, just to boost the numbers because no one else wanted to go. Well, these people uh, would sit in front of the um, slot machines, continuing to smoke even though they have emphysema or an, a hole in their throat. I mean, I guess why not? That that was the end of. Um, I'm end already of, gonna die. Yeah. I might as well live it up. Yeah, and in fact, that was the end of Mad Men. That was one of the last scenes. The the young wife who who starts out the series. Um, is dying of of cancer at the end, and she's just sort of sitting there smoking because she's being she's not going to bother with treatment. Okay, now well, I have at to that go point. Off. Why bother? I'm just getting, I'm, don't tell me what happens at the end of Breaking Bad because I'm just getting to the. No, last. no, no! It's not Breaking Bad. Mad no, Men. Mad Men. But really, when you're that age and you're at death's doorstep, I mean, really, who cares? Well, like, this woman is 35 in Mad Men when she's at death's doorstep. It, yeah, but she's at that. the doorstep of death. You know, like, who cares? Like, if I get to reach 75, 80, 85, and, well, you're and the doctor tells me, if the doctor tells me, look, uh, Angel, we have about another month to live, you know, you, you start clearing your stuff and, you know, getting your house in order, I'm going to be walking down the street, like, shooting up heroin, smoking crack. I don't <laughs> care. I'm just going to be tripping. People are going to be looking at me and be like, that old man's tripping. Now, mind, look you at folks, him. Just... mind you, folks, that Angel does live in Miami, so he does know where to get this stuff. So, Yes, you do want to my local purchase, my uh, local high school. You can just go to local high school, just walk around for a little bit. Kids will just serve you. It's crazy. But look, the point is, when you get to that age and you're at the doorstep of death, I say have fun with it. Yeah, just, but the you know way what? That, Cut the way it that, loose, man. 
the way the game is rigged right now for all of the, us humans is that we don't know. We're always at the doorstep of death because we don't know in this conversation, in this listening audience, whose turn it is. And so, quite frankly, everybody, you should always live that way. Dude, you just buy a truck. Game yeah. Hold on, hold on. Nancy just said we should all be like shooting heroin all the time. Yeah, if that's what you want to do. I mean, it'd be nice if it were legal because (laughs) then it could be explored and the people who want to do it could try it. And and quite frankly, if there's no sexiness to it, uh, it's not a forbidden drug anymore. It very well may be that it's – well, it is that way in um, Amsterdam, a place like that. It's not uh, a big – it's not a big blight where it's legal. Everybody knows that. It's the sort of thing – tobacco is way more – nicotine is way more uh, addictive than any other drug that you can supposedly shoot or snort or whatever. Um, Although, you know, that's what I'm hearing. uh, I know. That's what I'm hearing. That's why I'm getting involved with my friend's new product. Should I do a plug? I'm going to do a plug. Yeah, do a plug. Yeah, do a plug before we go to the next segment here. Folks, whether you smoke, whether you vape, whether you use oils – uh, my friend now just came out with a three-in-one e-cigarette, which means you could actually vape with it, the liquids, with or without nicotine in it. You can use oils in it. And with or without THC? or Correct, yes, yes, with or without THC. Wow. Or you could put any bud, flower, or anything else like that into it as well, too. It's a three-in-one piece. And it's going to – normally it's street prices for about uh, $60. We're going to be doing a real cool special for 45 including shipping and handling, in case anybody wants to take advantage of that, obviously. But what is the combustion mechanism? It is a heated element that combusts at 420 degrees. At uh, 420. Okay. And, and is it safe in your pocket, would you yes, say? Yes, because, yeah, it's battery-operated. It uses a rechargeable lithium-ion battery. Um, it is 100% safe. It is very well-tested. So is, is it illegal in, if, you've, if you're only using it for, say, normal tobacco? Is it illegal in any state? It is legitimately legal in every single state. Hmm. So then if they make everything hmm. legal in your state, you're ready to go. Well, My no, the good is, part is is that you could use it whether you could put in the e-juice that you see at any of those cigarette stores. You could put in any oil. Yeah, but I don't want to get hooked on nicotine, for God's sake. Here's, the, here's the thing, though. Yeah, but here's Nancy, the thing, though. Hold Nancy, on. you got to understand that the liquids that they make, they have versions that have nicotine and then versions that they don't. I mean, they have ones that have 20 milligrams of nicotine in it. Then they go down from 20 to 16. Well, if you were a neophyte and you actually put some of that in there, nicotine or something, could you get hooked on nicotine that way? Yes. Um, most likely, yes, absolutely. Wow. So that should be – you here, here's should be another, a drug. Here's a, yeah, that's more kind of. Here's but the thing, not. though. Here's the thing, though. There's also no scientific uh, evidence showing that this is safe compared to smoking cigarettes. Uh, well, yes, fact, it does. Quite, because no, quite the, the contrary. Chemi- yes, no, no, quite the contrary. There's no scientific all, proof. Here's the Name scientific some. proof. Name some. All the chemicals that they put into the filters that filter between the tobacco and the cigarette. That's the list of 181 different chemicals. That's fine and dandy. I want you to Google if this is 100% safe or not, and you're going to be surprised what you find. But, guys, we've got to move on because we're almost at the end of the hour. Okay, yeah, that's right. We're supposed to know about but, the news. But, okay. but, 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 but go ahead, Nancy, real quick. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, so what this is is 
Uh, it actually is from November 2013. But this is Alejandro, who somehow or another managed to hook up with Travis, Travis Walton. So you've got cool. Alejandro Rojas, Travis Walton, the Open Minds cool, production cool. people. They hooked up with the Kardashians. I am not kidding Ouch. you. Ouch. Well, and Travis they, has been friendly with them for a while. And they went to Area 51. One. And right. so looking at this photo... Uh, the screen grab, which I'll... Question. I'll, I'll... Was Caitlyn Jenner there? Yes, that's what I'm going to tell you. As oh, Caitlyn or as... Uh... Mm, that's, yeah, well... Okay, <laughs> between you and... And that's why I wanted to bring this up, because between you and me, everybody's oh, got opinions about this, but but I think people are kind of finding... Trying to find language to say, I kind of don't like this girl that he's become she's not she's like a bad girl she's like she's got her legs hanging out all the time let's be honest nancy he's well he wants well the reason that the legs are hanging out is because they want to prove that there's nothing left well there isn't there isn't right i don't think he's had that surgery yet. he did he did i looked it up he did oh no i don't know really 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 funny in uh 2010 the family guy actually pointed out that he was going to do a sex change. And they actually have a skit where Brian's talking to him about the change. Oh, yeah? Uh, yep, where he comes true, out yeah. on stage with the change. And I'm just like, wow, you know, Family Guy seems to be – some cartoons seem to be a really, really good predictor of things. Wow. Well, Family Guy guy, by the way, he's Seth, Seth – Seth, uh, what's his face, right? McFarlane. McFarlane. Yeah, McFarlane. Well, he was supposed to be on the airplane and missed it because he was hungover uh, that one of the airplanes that uh, crashed on, on uh, 9-11. Really? He was on flight 11 from Boston or whatever, but he missed it because he was hungover. And um, so, therefore, you say to yourself, you know, does he was was he left here for a very special reason? He hmm. he'd have to wonder that. So, yeah. But so 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 the photo of Travis and Caitlin, Caitlin? is right. very interesting photo because it's almost <laughs> like. Jeez, you know, I mean, if, if you had captioned this photo from the future with, you know, like, you know, one of these people is undergoing a transformation. Is this, hold on, is this, is this on his Facebook page? Where, no, where no, you, I'll, I'll send it to you. What it is, is oh, please um, do. it's a YouTube video. Okay. And um, <clears throat> I'm going to do a, I'm going to write a piece. Uh, okay, I'm trying right now with my whole heart and soul to, <clears throat> I'm sorry, I'm joking face? here. To no, not cough on air. <laughs> no, I'm just. I, to I'm not gonna, cough on air. I'm going to get water. I'm going to get water. I'm not going to. That helps. You. That helps. Yeah, because we've only got a few seconds. Okay, talk while I sip. Well, here's here's the thing, uh, Alan. How do you feel about Caitlyn Jenner? Does I it bother you? I think that uh, Chaz Bono and Caitlyn should get married. That'd be weird. Well, each one did the you know the change to the opposite, so you got a happy couple there. Maybe. Well, I haven't gone back to listen to the show where Angel and I were arguing uh, the, at the end of Future Theater um, about whether or not he said, oh, I'm not a lesbian, but he did say it mean. I feel very sensitive toward this. Well, if you think subject. about it, everybody's born a lesbian. Mm-hmm. I, I would be if I was a woman. Well, totally. everybody's, everybody's born bisexual. It has to be That's based. not true. That's mm-hmm. not true. No, it's just true. It's just My one... thing, the, the thing that gets me, though, that's really bizarre is that he claims he feels like he's always been a woman. Okay, mm-hmm. that, that's cool, you know, whatever. But he also says that he doesn't like men, that he likes women. I know. And this is where it gets kind of weird because then that would make him a lesbian, right? Well, now here's the thing. Hold on. Here's yeah, the thing. Yeah. One yeah. of my hold on. Here, let me finish. Mm. One of my best friends 
is a lesbian. Okay, I've known her for 18 years. What, I love this woman. She's a beautiful lady. Mm-hmm. And you know how many lesbians would kill to have been born a man? The penis. So here, here we have a case where the mind is a woman who's a lesbian, born a man. He but hit the on. jackpot. Is, it, mm-hmm. it, but is it is it is it the mind or is it the chemistry? Is it a combination of both? You know, for those. But did he exploit his male side when he became an Olympic athlete? He was very, very, very uh, beefed up. Right. So sure. You know, I mean, have you seen the Wheaties boxes now? They have the old Wheaties boxes with Mr. <laughs> I made a look. I made a yeah. I made a, a bad joke on it. without nuts on it. Yeah. No, 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 no. I made a, a really bad joke yesterday on, the, on Monday on Future Theater, which actually I only made it because I saw a photo of it and I thought it was really funny. Yeah, when but I, I mean, it. it's here's the thing. You have to kind of. I read a really interesting article. I mean, by the way, we're, we're, hold on, Nancy, before this. we go too far, before yeah. we go too far, the, the joke, mm-hmm. Alan, because I know you didn't hear it, uh, was I compared the fact that he was on the Wheaties boxes back then in the seventies and eighties to now where he's going to grace the boxes of Fruity Pebbles. <laughs> or but see, that's, that's I thought that was funny. You know, I thought so it was wrong. funny. Well, you that's... found your audience, did you not? You know, Everybody's entitled to live their life the way they see it. Look, I'm all for him being her or whatever. Just, you know, as long as Bruce Jenner or Caitlyn Jenner or whatever is happy with her life, I hate that that argument. As long as so and so is happy. What about all the. Why not? Okay, but here's here's an interesting factoid. I was reading that today, just today, Johns Hopkins has decided to stop doing this very operation because they've decided that the very act of getting the operation means that you're mentally unfit and you can't therefore sign the papers. Okay, you can look that up. Yeah. Well, I don't know about all that. I don't know about the science behind being a transgender person because I have no idea what it's like to live like that. But look, in the end, Bruce, Caitlin, whatever, this person is 65 years old. Uh, if he or she or whatever chooses to live its life as a woman, and he was born a man, and now he wants to be a woman, if that's what he chooses to be, to me that's fine. He's not hurting me in any way. I don't like. I, I was listening to talk radio on the way to work uh, today and on the way back, and this has been like a hot topic for the last few days because he came out on the Vanity Fair, and you know it's all out. Yeah, there but you so, understand, don't you? And that people are talking in- about it like like if it's something personal. Like who cares? It's I know, but here's here's where it's a problem so to speak. This is being done on a rushed schedule. He, um, you know, they uh, announced the cover two months ago. Well, he's waited, he's waited 65 years to, to do this. Right, but here's the thing. <laughs> a lot of the surgery has been rushed because they're trying to get him ready for his reality show, which debuts, I guess, in July. The point is, though, that such a reality show strikes me as discouraging that, you know, it's almost like, this Kardashian yeah, but does it really does it shock you? I mean, many, this this is has, a person. Yeah, but here's the thing: that does it shock you? This is a guy who lived his entire life in front of a camera. Even when he got married in the '90s and he got married to Chris Card- uh, Chris Jenner, uh, you know, the, the life went back in front of the cameras with the family. He's always been in front of the cameras. Why would he not do this now and make a buck out of it? I mean, it, it's only logical that he would just do something yeah, like this. Yeah, but I I wish we. Yeah, had. I under, I understand that it's, it's it, it looks. Bad. I don't know how this has to do with ufology folks it really doesn't i am quickly really changing the topic you know what is the please do because we only have one minute left because i haven't do. finished because the whole point was <laughs> okay they well took, travis walton and him and they Caitlin went to area they took the kardashians to area 51 okay right. that was the that was the ufo connection and i wanted to ask 
you know, uh, and I can we we can start next. This next will probably be on. Segment. This will probably be on on the next season of uh, Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Uh, yeah, I guess or this, whatever. But here's the thing. I mean, it's, it's a lousy <laughs> little segment. But the thing is, I wanted to ask: Is this healthy for you? Ufo- ufology. It, what having transgender people in there? Well, no, to have to be to be <laughs> going on the Kardashian show and going to Area 51 and doing. Well, see, that's just not healthy for anybody. Going yeah. on the Kardashian show. Honestly, it, whether it, uh. I don't, it, it depends how they portray Travis. That's my answer to that's that. That's true. Okay. Well, it depends on if you're watching Open Minds version of this, which is a little, little documentary on the making of it. Well, I'll give you the, the link. Or if you're going to watch how the Kardashians handle it. I think to- the Kardashians will I, – I, mean, t- I mean, from my understanding, they take Travis's uh, experience rather seriously. I don't think they're going to rip into him. And have you show- seen – personally seen a Kardashian show – once halfway through, I couldn't stomach it. Oh, I started watching it when the whole Diane Sawyer thing. I started watching a few episodes just to see what nah, the correlation was. Yeah, we, it's yeah. very bad TV. Very right. bad. But it's almost got, as they... bad as Honey Boo Boo. Oh, it's yeah. terrible. It's not even TV. It's like they follow these people around and they say, okay, you're sitting in the kitchen now. I know. Talk to each other. And, I know. you know, that's a, that's, a, that's a whole five minutes right there. Now you're going to sit on the couch, talk to each other. Okay, now you're going to go outside and sit on the, in the car, talk to each other. It's like just, they're just sitting around but, talking. But to hold them. on, hold it's on. It's like the at, dumbest at, thing I've ever seen. Don't forget, it, 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 you know what was even worse? H- have you ever seen that Tori Spelling show? Hi, yeah, Tori yeah, Spelling yeah, has her own show. Have re- here's, here's a concept. If the, if the show's about rich people, they have to be awful. If the show's about, about poor people... Um, they have to be all, I mean, it's, it's, uh, you know, when you think about why you're watching it, you're watching it for Teresa to, to overturn the table. Um, and so it, it, it's like what my friend said, if 50 shades of gray happened in a trailer park, the guy would be in jail, but mm-hmm. because he has money. Very he has true. Money. Yep. The blockbuster movie. By the Nancy way, Burns, yes. we got to move on. Uh, yes. we got our guest oh. waiting in the ranks. Larry Seekander is going to be with us. Thank you so much again for the Nancy Burns experience on Skywatchers <laughs> Radio. Thank you. It was my pleasure. I will talk to you soon. Have Guys, we'll be right back in two with Mr. Larry Seekander right here on Skywatchers Radio. Oh, yeah. This is the Dark Matter Radio Network and PSN Radio. That sounded like the Kool-Aid guy so bad. Dun-dun. Stick around. Oh, yeah. Professional consultants behind your home or business computer with key information solutions, providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology, preventative maintenance and networking support, hardware and custom built computers. Let key information solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly, or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call key information solutions now. 
954-973-3374. That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's supermanhomepage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. Supermanhomepage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. Supermanhomepage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the Man of Steel and more supermanhomepage.com TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application Mobile Talk Radio Imagine having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go You'll be surprised how easy it is to use So I think what's going on here is that Obama is banking on unemployment falling Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day 7 days a week TalkStream Live now available in the iTunes App Store. Remember, Future Theater can be heard every Monday night at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 7 p.m. Eastern, with your host, Bill, that's me and Nancy. Hi, Caramba. Burns, and we are broadcasting live right here on the Dark Matter Radio Network. Breaking the walls down. This is radio. This is what people want. To download the podcast, make sure you go to www futuretheater.com Hello, my name is Howard Hughes and I'm in London and I've been proud to bear this name all my life. Over here in the UK, I'm known as a broadcast journalist. I've been involved in some of the big stories of our time. The fall of the Berlin Wall. The death of Princess Diana. I told London about that. And on the first and second anniversaries of 9-11, I was there at Ground Zero speaking to the people who were directly involved and those experiences I will never forget. So news is my thing. But my great love is my show, the one that I produce, The Unexplained. Over the years on this show, I've spoken to people like the late Al Bielik from the Philadelphia Experiment, Edgar Mitchell, the amazing Apollo astronaut, Dr. Stephen Greer, David Icke, and Uri Geller. People like Richard C. Hoagland have become personal friends over the years. I met him in London. So you can see that these sort of topics are what I like to discuss. Please join me on my show from London, The Unexplained, Monday nights on the Dark Matter Network. Hello, I'm Bruce Pearson, documentary producer, investigator, and co-host of Unknown Origins Radio, which airs each Thursday evening from 8 till 10 p.m. Eastern Time right here on the Dark Matter Radio Network. Please join me and my colleague Mark Johnson for two hours of thought-provoking interviews discussing some of today's most intriguing subjects with researchers, authors, and eyewitnesses on a range of topics. So whether you're a newcomer to the community of exploration of the unexplained or a seasoned veteran and investigator, I'm sure you will find interesting content and concepts on Unknown Origins Radio right here on the Dark Matter Radio Network. And I encourage you to check out the entire lineup of unique programming here on the network. There's truly something for everyone. 
Thanks for listening, and we look forward to sharing our fascinating guests and their topics on Unknown Origins Radio, Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern here on the Dark Matter Radio Network. All right, everybody, we're back on the Skywatchers Radio on the Dark Matter Digital Network. That's right, I said it right, yes. And, of course, PSN Radio, this is Skywatchers Radio that you're listening to with Alan and Angel, and tonight our guest, the returning Larry Seekander, who was here about a year ago almost, Larry. It's been, what, July of last year when you came on for the first time yeah, on the been, show? it's been about a year now, I guess, yeah. Almost a year, yeah. It's almost a year since you were here last. And, you know, last time you were here, we you know, we were fascinated. I wasn't, because Alan over here, eh, he was MIA. But I oh, love the... me that way. That's right, I was MIA. You were, you were, I don't know, you were being detained by the authorities. I don't know what's going on with you. Oh, wait a minute, was it, was it that time that I was being detained? I think it was. That but, was a secret society grabbed him up. Yeah, that's no, what it was. No, 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 no. It, for those of you that didn't hear, uh, at one point during last year, I sort of got detained at a TSA checkpoint for yes, accidentally yes. having a firearm in my backpack, going yeah. through an airport. Accidentally. It really was an accident. Accidentally in your backpack going through an airport with a firearm. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Happens to me all the time. That sounds yeah. reasonable to me. Happens to me twice on Sundays. They let you go, right? Yeah. Actually, they did let me go. They just fined me three thousand dollars. Wow, minor detail. <laughs> yeah. A couple yeah. of high rollers like you guys, you can afford stuff like that. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, that's funny. Oh, him my maybe. God, that's funny. <laughs> I mean, did you not hear him cracking open like coins? Yeah, this man is right. That's that's for lunch tomorrow. <laughs> I'm cracking open coins because I can't afford the dollar bills. Damn it! Uh, oh, well, copper. Uh, uh, you get more money for copper than you do silver. Actually, that, copper's true, worth, yeah. no, copper is worth today, uh, what is it, uh, 2.8 times its, uh, a penny is actually in melt value worth 2.13 cents or something. Yeah, 2. My 3. God, 3. you're You know, hey, listen, I, I wouldn't mind counting pennies like that, you know, but it's illegal to melt, so you can't. Yeah, yeah well, but if it's melted, you don't even know it's a penny. Well, I didn't hear you say that. I didn't either. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Somebody Larry, thought, get somebody's tapped the line and said that probably the government. So tell me, what's, what's the wonderful topic of the day for you? Hold on, let, let's go. Let's go back and give a little rewind here, Larry. Uh, give everybody a little of a synopsis of your story from the last time you were here, because obviously it's been, it's been almost a year. So a lot of the listeners might yeah. not have heard that episode. Alan over here, of course, never listens to the archives, so he what, has huh? no clue what's going on ever at all. He is he's completely blind to the fact. What, huh? Good thing we're on radio. 
I'll give you thing. a basic rundown on the story. Give us the I'll rundown again, it. and then we're gonna, and then I want an an update of what's going on with right now with the last year. But yeah, go I've ahead, give us the rundown. Information to spread today too. Go ahead. Uh, anyway, story starts 1985. Bob White was a music entertainer with movies and stuff like that, and he's on a trip to uh, Las Vegas with a girlfriend. He uh, went passed in the night somewhere, and his travels. In the high desert of Arizona, or high desert of Colorado, on old Route 6, they saw a bright light on the ground. He described it as a size of a full harvest moon or a uh, uh, three-story building, but extremely bright. They kind of rolled up on it, and uh, she was scared. He was standing outside the car. She turned the headlights on the car, and Bob described it in a blink of an eye, this light shot connected with two tubular neon lights high in the sky. There was a flash or an explosion. And this object that I have now was propelled back to where, where he originally saw the light. Right. He followed the uh, groove in the ground where it hit on the side of the hill and picked the thing up. And he had it for 10 years. He was still still performing at that time. And he didn't want to be known as a UFO nut, so he didn't bring it out or do anything about it. just put it away. stuck it in his closet. In uh, 96, he decided he'd retired. He decided to see if he could find out what the thing was. It had been bugging him, you know, all those years, what he saw. And he went down to Rick Springs. At a UFO conference down there. It used to be run by Lou Ferris. It's now Dolores Cannon's daughter's running it. And uh, trying to meet some UFO people in the Moulton Howe and, and a bunch of the crew that was the original crew from, the, from that conference down there. Nobody was really interested in him, and he didn't get any help or to, to speak of. Anyway, uh, it, it boils down to the point that we've had about 19 years worth of research into this now, from 96 up to today, and there's still testing being done in uh, Colorado or in uh, Connecticut and in Carolina on on samples of the object. It matches no known alloy aluminum manufactured on our planet. It was definitely outside of Earth's atmosphere uh, from the testing we've had from cosmic radiation tests, uh, gamma beta, fast neutron radiation tests. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a nuclear test being run on it right now in Connecticut by Peter Brelio, a top-notch expert in the field does testing for soil samples for the government and everybody else. And the decay By the way, is, huh? Larry, real quick, do you have the radio in the background on or the TV? No. Oh, wait a minute. I know what it is. Get a feedback, aren't you? Oh, you're yeah, listening well, to, we're listening to our show on your show of the show. I mean, I love the sound of my voice. Don't get me wrong, but... Okay, does that stop now? Oh, yes, that's much has. better. Oh, that's much okay, better. It was driving me crazy. my computer. Yeah, anyway. continue, continue. Phone set right next to the, to the computer. You get, you get, it, it's it's an un, unexplained phenomenon because that. That's why I like the phenomenon only more. <laughs> anyway, what it boils down to is the testing is ongoing on this thing. Right. They can find no match to it on a, on a, a, a little alloy we manufacture. It's not space debris. It, so uh, it's, not, it's not a piece of a are, rock, right? It's, it's, it's definitely a metal. Are any elements on sort. the periodic table? All the elements are on the periodic table, but some of the most rare on Earth. And 
A normal alloy aluminum has from 9 to 15 elements in it. This okay. object has 33 identified in it so far. And again, it, all testing say it is an alloy, silicone alloy aluminum. Okay. It was manufactured for a purpose, but nobody can tell you what its purpose is. Nobody can duplicate it. I, I, you know, I've been asking for 18, 19 years. I'll go away. Somebody show me another one, how they made it. Wait, but but there ain't you, nobody going to show me one. Wait, but are you telling me we can't even figure out how it was made? No, no. I just had a, just got a test finish. And the scientists, there was four scientists doing these tests. Right. I got an email from him with all the test results. Let me find out. Here it is. He writes, the guy's name is Rudolph Olson. He works for Sealy Corporation, North Carolina. It's one of the top five labs in the world. His email states, to describe the Bob White object in the simplest possible way, I think you could say it is an agglomeration of rapidly cooled droplets and particles of aluminum silicone alloy. With such an unusual structure, I can only speculate on how it was formed, March 2015. As for the best scientists in the world, they got wazoo. They, they got uh, patents up wazoo on ceramics and metals and everything else that they've they've uh, done. They can't tell me what it is or how to make it. Can't tell you where it came from. Hmm. I mean, they have no clue whatsoever. No clue whatsoever. That's six huh. months of testing. Now, is this going to be discussed in any uh, peer review journal, anything like that, in the, in, in science? Once the testings are done, uh, I doubt it, because mainstream scientists don't want to fool with. You know about that UFO, anything UFO related, they don't want to touch it. Especially you if they can't explain it. Yeah, but you would think this is the one thing if it can be proven that it's something out of this world that they would say, okay, well, we have to kind of look at this now. Yeah, well, I mean, I is, there, is it possible this could be uh, some kind of a meteor debris or no. some, something like that at no. all? No. Other test was done at Scripps, La Jolla, California. Okay. A guy named Chris McIsaac. His statement was, let me find it. Uh, where's that? Where's that? Where's that? Here it is. We have concluded that the sample is fabricated. However, there is no substance, composition on nature, planet Earth, Moon, Mars, or the asteroid belt that has such high concentration of aluminum relative to the other elements. There is no natural substance, mineral, or meteorite with so much aluminum, and thus we conclude the sample is some kind of aluminum alloy manufactured on Earth or somewhere else. That's his uh, conclusions. Okay, so now what comes after this? I mean, if this, if you know, they want nothing to do with it, and you're saying that this is proven that it's not from this world. What's the next step now for this artifact? Well, this I, thing? I can't say it's not from this world. I say it was manufactured off the planet. Well, who made close it? enough. Who made it? Close enough. <laughs> you know, who made it? I don't know. I can't tell you who made it. It might be something that we have out there. But in 1985, I doubt it. We have another test that was done in 2009. We had unusual tests from Los Alamos. We had unusual findings from NIDS. Right. They all tried to explain it away as an aircraft aluminum, a 360 aluminum. NIDS said, well, the closest thing we can find is a 360 aluminum alloy. 
That's the aircraft. Some a lot of aircraft, engine blocks, stuff like that are made out of. Right. The problem right. is there's only nine elements in aircraft in, in a three sixty aluminum. At that test they found twenty two elements. One of the elements they didn't find in that object is tin. And aluminum always has tin in it. There's no I tin in a white object. Okay. Um we had a test done at MSU in two thousand nine called an X ray diffraction test. <clears throat> a guy by the name of uh, David Lamb did it. Material science specialist. He now works for uh I uh, see working for the Navy Department doing testing out there. Now he found what they call an amorphous peak in his test. Now that's a polycrystalline type almost in glass structure in the uh in the matrix of the of the object when he broke when he broke it down. Okay. We don't have that metal. We there's no aluminum that has an amorphous peak as manufactured. We're just starting to get into that type of manufacturing process now. I mean, how how advanced would you say that this is compared to what we have now? I mean, how many hundreds of years would this be? I don't know if it's hundreds of years, but it's definitely fifty or better. Well, fifty or better might be might still be our government. Yeah, it, could, it it possibly, but to see the problem is, in 1985 we didn't have uh, any any manufacturing plants in uh, outer space that I know uh, about. This is a uh, manufactured uh, uh, piece of metal. Larry, 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 yeah. hold on, hold on, Larry. Let me stop you guys right there. We remember the time when I said that I believe uh, that what happened at Roswell was one of our own boys that crashed. You know, something we created. Uh, with the uh, help of the Nazi German scientists that we brought over from Nazi Germany and the workings that we picked up from Nikola Tesla that was out there when he passed away of a flying saucer. I believe that what happened at, at Roswell happened. I think there was a flying saucer that crashed at Roswell. I just think there were, you know, yeah, perhaps, maybe, not aliens per se, but, you know, it was something we built. Well, you know what I'm saying? Be. And, and here's, the, here's the thing. If they had that then, Larry... If they had that then, and they were building it with some kind of exotic metal and some crazy exotic parts, if they had that in the 40s, Larry. God only uh, knows what they have now. And yeah, I mean, they could have some. This could be something from them. Or the U2. Right. No, I mean, these things. years before anybody knew about them. Correct. Yeah, but yeah. hold on, hold on. That, that's the SR-71, and that's only one company that made that. Don't forget, there are multiple... multiple Multiple industrial complex, uh, military industrial complex companies that were building all sorts of vehicles. Oh, yeah, we just knew about the SR seventy one. I know. Finally, I mean, how long was the stealth running before we knew about it? Well, that was like fifteen years. I remember right; they were stationed down in New Mexico at the time, I believe. Here, Arizona, New Mexico—I can't remember now for sure. Exactly. <laughs> so you know, but you know, they were flying around fifteen years. That's a lot of UFO sightings around Area fifty one. Of course, was the stealth. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, that's been my theory for a long time, Larry, that a lot of ufology is based on misidentification of things that are black-budget projects. Now, this does not say, that's not saying that there's no such thing as aliens coming down to Earth. No, I believe there are aliens out there. I do think they've come to Earth. I think they've visited once or twice, maybe three times. Who knows? I think they've been around here and they said, eh, a bunch of monkeys running the world. Who cares? Uh, And they left. Then they came back. Who knows? But here's the thing. A lot of the things that people are seeing are man-made. Go ahead, Larry. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. The problem with this object is 
Nobody can show me another one. But if it's a black budget project, Larry, how, how are they going to do that? You know, it's okay. black budget. In 1947, right? You feel me? In Denmark, there was a piece of metal recovered, right? And there's a file number from the counterintelligence corps, declassified document, from 2000. But President Clinton, in between cigar smoking, <laughs> declassified a bunch of bunch, <laughs> bunch of stuff, and uh, when he put, he put his humidor away. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> her name is Monica. Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> I would say that was his humidor, all right. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> I've seen Hillary. Now you said that I, my choo-choo train just fell off the track. <laughs> uh, yes, see. my wife well, has a penis. Yes. Okay, Denmark, two thousand uh, to nineteen forty-seven. Prior to Roswell, there was a piece of metal recovered from a UFO encounter in Denmark. The uh-huh. file number is two zero two zero eight five. You type just that number, and you'll come up with a file. I have it on our websites and Penrest and other place else, too. But it shows an object recovered from a UFO encounter, and that's their words, not mine. That's what's on right. the cover sheet of the file. Right, right. It says, recovered from a UFO encounter, blah, 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 Denmark. And when you sit there and lay the points of Bob's object and overlay it on top of that object... Points are exactly the same. Okay. What do you, what do you mean by the points are the same? Before the object was cut, the object tapered from a rounded bottom to a point. Right. Okay. And, I'm trying to visualize this. Go ahead, continue. You know, uh, I, I think you've seen it originally. Or the original picture, haven't you, Angel? Yes. Yes, you sent it to me. Yes. Okay. Uh, if you overlay that file and place Bob point next to on top of that other one they're exactly the same right there's a little little hook or little hooky type deal on originally was on the end of bob's object they match they match perfectly you know so that government's got one we had a dod scientist named gilbert jordan come in to the museum when we were still open as far as a physical entity goes he said he worked at dugway and he had seen that object and he signed a uh he released that he, he had seen something that looked just like Bob's. He was on TV, too, at the same time when he was on uh, with News Channel here, mm-hmm. on Channel 3. And, uh, you know, I can't tell you who made this thing. I can't tell you how it was made. I can tell you what's in it. I can tell you that it will send out an EMF signal that you can identify with an EMF meter. See that's what that's the the thing that gets me right there. It's sending out signals. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we've been able to you you you've been been able to detect the uh, the EMF signals that you're sending out. Uh, any chance of decoding any of the signals? Uh, does anybody know how to do any of that? No, there's like I I'm having I have so much trouble just getting where you have so much trouble just getting the basic testing we've gotten done. You know, uh, can't get any, every, either people are scared of it or people are told to stay away from this. It's the only thing I can figure out. There was a catastrophic event formed this object. There was an explosion. If you pull, if you smell this object, and, that, and I know that sounds stupid, but if you put that object up to your nose and inhale, remember your old cap guns? Yeah. Right, 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 fire yeah. a cap gun? You remember yep. that sulfur smell you get from the exploding, uh, exploding gunfire? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the same yes, smell yes, you yeah, get yeah. off the of Bob's object. Still, yet today. Really? Really. So there was a, and his statement, his polygraph test, his eyewitness testimony, 
states there was a flash or an explosion. Now, if this was ejected off this other, off these two neon lights, then it was forced. I mean, there was, it was, there was either emergency ejection of some sort or something happened that formed this. How big was it when it was ejected? We have no idea because it was uh, elongated. It's got layering on the outside of it. Now, if you know anything about aluminum alloys at all, you will never see aluminum layer. They can't do it in an oxygen environment. No, I'm not a metallurgist or anything like that. Yeah, well, uh, but, you don't have to be a metallurgist. If you've but ever here's, no, here's the thing, though. I mean, what are the chances that this thing came to be because of the explosion and just, you know, chemicals mixing in, you know, in the explosion itself? I don't know. It's as good a scenario as anything else. Or it could be a location device setting out a signal. Like, that would be the craziest uh, coincidence that some metals just slammed against well, each you got other. Well, you know, you're out in outer space. Well, even though it's aluminum, is it magnetic? No. That's it's not magnetic, it's not magnetic but it gives off a signal. Right. Now, is it a pulsing or is it a straight constant? I mean, come it, on. It's not constant. It, it varies up and down, up and down. And it also depends on the humidity in the air. Oh, that's interesting. You know, and it'll hold heat. It'll stay warm if you heat it. It'll stay cool if you cool it. It's usually two or three or four degrees cooler than the ambient air temperature around it. Huh. Uh, I mean, there's just this this kind of thing. I've never seen a Brig to Stratton do that. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, Brig to Stratton, I imagine, don't do that. Now, let me ask you: do, do people get like weird feelings when they're around it for the first time? Because oh yeah. You know, yeah, if it's giving out signals, it might be giving out some kind of a signal that might interfere with I don't know, the human. I've had people know. hold this thing, and you'll see goosebumps jump up in their arms. Right. Just, just right there. Just, it almost like somebody flipped a switch. Some people can't hold it or can't stand to be around it before they even know what it is. And especially Eureka Springs. I had it on display down there again this year, and uh, many, many people was coming up to it, you know, and saying they were they were receiving or feeling the pulse or whatever. Like I say, it doesn't bother me or it hasn't bothered me as far as I know. Nothing's dropped off yet. Well, you've right. gotten attuned to it, probably, or something. I don't know. Yeah, you know, like I said, I don't know. I, I don't and, know. And, and, you know, and, are and, you glowing in the dark at all? Uh... I don't know. I've turned the lights <laughs> off lately. I, I might be. I don't know. <laughs> Here's the thing, uh, Larry. Uh, you didn't find the object. The object found you. Yeah, but it found Bob. <laughs> well, and, and then Bob. and you found Bob. Well, the object and told Bob to find you. <laughs> and I don't know if that's a curse or, or a gift. I'm not real sure yet. You know, me, uh, me and Bob were good friends. And I knew Bob two years before I ever heard the story. You know, uh... Which is kind of a surprise, because, uh, surprising, because, I mean, if you have a story like this, anybody that you meet, I mean, this is like one of the things, I think, be the, one of the first things you talk about, like... Yeah, Bob, you know, Bob wasn't like that. Especially if you have a friend who's into these kind of subjects at all in any way, I man, you know, that's the that's a piece of conversation you have over a beer. It's like, hey, man, check out well, this object we had I got. It, it. might have been for a UFO. I found out about this over breakfast one. We ate breakfast together a lot, and I'm sitting there. I'd seen Stan Friedman on uh, the History Channel doing his Roswell bit. Stan Friedman, okay. And uh, and I'd gone went to breakfast with him that morning. I'm sitting there, stuffing my face full of food, and Bob is too. I said, man, go help us show us last night. This Roswell thing, the aliens and Christ sausage. And, you know, I'm going blah, 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 blah. 
he don't miss a beat. He's stuffing food and he's fixing. He says, oh, hell, that's nothing. I got a piece of one in my closet. <laughs> and he well, that's a conversation right opener. Yeah, no kidding. It's like, yeah, okay, continue. Right <laughs> I'm, yeah, okay, Bob, you got a piece of UFO in your closet. He says, yeah, that's where I keep it in my closet, my gun case. Ah, now I want to see that, so I went over to the house and seen this before it ever been cut or anything. And he went in the back closet, come out with a three fifty seven gun case, unzipped it, pulled that thing out, it was in a plastic bag, and handed it to me. And as soon as I seen it, I knew it was aluminum, but I had, could not figure out how it could have that scaling effect on the outside of it. There's just no way you can do that in a molten aluminum. Ejected, you can't cast it. It's too fine to be cast as far as the detailing on it. And the second thing is about aluminum, when it, when it cools, it's always rounded on the edges. It never sharp. It's never as sharp. Uh, flat splatters, always rounded the edges. Hmm. These chads are off of the object, away, raised away from the main part of the object, layered like a pine cone. Like a pine cone, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a pine cone. Or I call it like pin feathers on a chicken leg, turkey legs. And I'll send you in fact, when we go, and then he told me the story. When we go on break, Alan, I'm going to send you a picture of it so you can. Uh, yeah, I, I really want to see that. I mean, it's definitely a peculiar uh, object. But we do have to go on break real quick. Larry, stick around. Uh, All right, I'm here. Um, guys, if you want to call in and ask Larry anything, please do so. The number is 786-245-8127. We'll be right back on Skywatchers Radio in two. Cover everything from the known to the unknown, the normal to the paranormal, archaeologists to psychologists, and even UFOs. We tell what's coming, what's going. The government lies to the government thrives. We're late night in the Midlands, and we cover everything every Sunday night at 12 a.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific on the Dark Matter Radio Network. Between science and ignorance, there is filler. Thank you, random British guy. I am Wes Forsyth, the host of Paranormal Filler, my weekly radio show where I explore many areas of the paranormal while trying to keep a balance between believer and skeptic. No topic is off limits. No viewpoint is silenced. Paranormal Filler on the Dark Matter Radio Network. Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. This is James Swagger, host of Capricorn Radio. I'm also an author, engineer, and researcher. Capricorn Radio covers alternative history, alternative science, philosophy, and truth-oriented discussions. We are proud to be on the Dark Matter Radio Network, live at 8 p.m. Saturdays, Eastern Standard Time. You can catch extra info on darkmatterradio.net, jameswagger.com for yours truly, CapricornMembers.com for the archives. Don't forget, truth is not democratic. Truth is truth. Here's a riddle for you. What do the California Gold Rush of the 1850s, secret societies, 
coded messages, mysterious 19th century flying machines, and an early 20th century outside artist named Charles A.A. Delshaw all have in common? The Secrets of Delshaw by Dennis Crenshaw and Pete Navarro. Go to www.secretsofdelshaw.com to learn more. The UFO phenomenon, either we like it or not, is already very much part of our reality. I've been on panels with uh, military people who, you know, claim that they've seen the aliens buzzing our missile silos. They have very large eyes, and, you know, I found their stare extremely difficult to bear. This is Martin Willis, the host of Podcast UFO, and we are here on the Dark Matter Radio Network every Wednesday from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is my commitment to bring you an entertaining weekly show that takes a hard look at the UFO phenomena. Are they extraterrestrial? Well, are they interdimensional? Are they time travelers or something we have not even thought of yet? We explore these questions with interesting guests and witnesses from all around the globe. In addition, we bring you weekly UFO news with Open Minds TV, Alejandro Rojas. Thank you for listening, and remember, keep your eyes to the sky. Skywatchers Radio for the final segment of the show with our guest Larry Seekander. If you guys want to call in again, the number is 786-245-8127. Again, 786-245-8127. Find us on Skype by looking up PSN Radio. We've been talking to Larry here for a good 25-30 uh, minutes now about this object uh, that he has in his possession, which uh, my co-host here, the other guy, just saw for the first time. What are your impressions of the object for the you know seeing it for the first time there, Alan? I'm thinking honestly, it's possible that it, you know, it, it there were no things that saying it was a meter or anything. But I'll tell you this: this looks like it was shaped, and it when it was in the air, maybe it was molten and it solidified as it got closer to the Earth. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's transformed. It's Transformium from the movie Transformers. I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I'm looking at it and I'm like, yeah, this is, yeah, wow. Okay, you, you, your, your scenario is just about right. We know it was in a molten condition. It was right. ejected in force from whatever it was came from. originally from, right? Or whatever it was, it, it was a molten condition forced under extreme pressure into an extremely cold environment, and. The outside solidifies. Now, the extremely cold environment has to be space, I, I would take well, it, or somewhere. Well, anything, yeah, that's, that's what you have to figure. Right. And the test, even the NIDS test, back when they tried to compare this to a 360, says that rapid heating or rapid cooling took place 
uncontrolled rapid cooling is the way they put the way they said it. But yet they're still trying to make it something that's in their book. The problem is, see, this object don't fit the book. Yeah, and you get a mainstream is... scientist, metallurgist, that is so smart he knows everything. And then you show him something and he can't find it in the book that it don't exist. Or it's not real. Well, it, it's problem. like right smack in front of him. Hate to break the news to you. I had a guy come down to Rick Springs two years ago. I, I was one of the presenters down there. And I had, I keep dodging when I do this. I always bring the object with me so people can see it. Because they don't believe half the time, you know, what you're saying. And if you don't, if you don't see it holding in your own hand. Have people offered to buy it from you? Oh, a couple people, yeah. How, How what's the best offer off? you've gotten? We had a uh, hey, we had a guy, big real estate mogul out in Nevada, offer a couple hundred thousand dollars for it. Huh? But, that's it, really? Yeah. And you know, it's that's not a low ball offer, really. Yeah, but that's a low ball offer. Was it Donald no, you know, Trump? How do you how do you put a price on something that nobody can compare it to? Hey, well, here's the thing. Yeah, well, exactly, I'm wondering with current technology, couple hundred thousand. Can, I mean, can this be duplicated? With current technology, though, can this be duplicated at this point? I doubt it. I sincerely doubt that this can be made yet today. I mean, um, you put it. You, I mean, figure you put you put aluminum in a hyperbaric chamber that takes out all the air, so you now have right. the oxygen. Okay, the, yeah, out, the, out, good start. Out. Good start. Okay. Okay. So then the question is: Is how do you? You can use magnetics or acoustic levitation to actually make a weightless space to form this in. Okay. Go ahead. Um, I'm listening. Now, now the question is, is all the other trace elements that you're telling me, that's the question. Where that's the, the question. Where, what plant in the world would have all the elements in this object? I mean, how? Place? Yeah, but you're telling me all the elements are earth-based elements, though. So who knows? This might this might have been the new magic. This might be the metal that might have had JFK's magic bullet. For all I know, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, this yeah, might be know, the metal that they make the bones uh, for Wolverine. Say, 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 if you try to put it and make it here on the planet, you never know on Earth. Right, right. Then then you're ignoring the story. If you ignore the story, you can make it anything you want to make it. This was formed outside of our atmosphere. It wasn't in it. It wasn't in. A plant or a... Wait, but hold on, hold on. Now, there's a difference between saying this was formed outside of the atmosphere or be. this it has it been be. housed. What, what proof because of lack of oxygen bubbles in it? I mean, what is it's, it that it's makes it... has got oxygen in it. That's one test I'd like to get done because well, oxygen... Well, also, you I, I, determine I, the fact that it, that it cooled rapidly, right, which would right. indicate space. Right, it would cool space. rapidly. It's the only scenario, so the only scenario that, that, that fits the object is an inert... Uh, either very low oxygen or an inert gas, where it's sealed like argon or something like that. Right. Right. And uh, again, like I say, if you ignore Bob's story, and like I say, you can make it anything you want to. But I, I have asked for 19 years. I dare anybody show me one, show me making them. I dare. They can't do it. I've had people sit there and show pictures of iron, and they say this looks just like Bob's object except it's iron. Show me one of these that looks like Bob's object, made out of aluminum, and I'll go away. I mean, does this thing look like it was sculpted that way, or does it look like it's just like a result of an explosion, and it just melted that way? 
to you it had there, to be, or to the, to it, this it, it had to be movement involved because the okay. abolition layering on the outside of the object. Now that was either caused by the force of the metal being ejected in, into this cold environment, vacuum environment, or uh, air air stream coming into our atmosphere. High, high altitude, like the space shuttle comes in, or something like that. Now, here's here's a scenario for you, uh, there, and this could probably be the the answer to what this thing is. Could it possibly be that maybe there is an explosion of some kind of a of a craft in space, and this piece of debris came flying off of the object that exploded? Uh, Hell, UFO, it might be even something we shot down. You know, oh, exactly something we shot at, blew it up, and this is a piece of it and melted this way as it was speeding away from the original wreckage. Well, if there had been something that shot shot at this, there would have been another light in the sky because there there would have Perhaps. been a, a, a fire. Well, unless it was one of our stealthier stealthier crafts. Nineteen eighty five. Yeah, didn't we have lasers a, back then. Ah, no, no, we had lasers. We had lasers. They were weaponized. Here's the thing: we 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 can't have our cake and eat it too, Larry. If we if we're gonna believe that that the U.S. government has been uh, you know back engineering aircrafts for seventy years now, whatever Mm -hmm. years, uh, that pretty much tells me they're a lot more advanced than they let on. Uh, If they're doing that kind of stuff, and you know, right now we're seeing the advancements we're seeing, I'm pretty sure they're just—it's a trickle-down effect. They're giving us what they want to give us, but in reality, they might be hundreds of years more advanced than what they're what they're telling. That's a possibility too. So, like I say, I'm going by. You say lasers didn't exist back then, but for all we know, lasers might have been around in the 40s. We just, you know, in the 30s, we just—we have no idea. Well, you know, like I said, the object was recovered in Denmark in 1947 prior to Roswell. Uh, there's not a lot of information on it, but the picture itself says a thousand words. Because something from from 1947, and of course that's a Xerox copy of it, off right. of microfilm. But you lay those two objects, Bob's object, next to that Denmark object file folder, and it's almost, almost I mean, almost exactly the same. I first seen them out in Roswell at the museum. The director showed them to me. John Greenwald and the Clipper Stone got them released at the same time, uh, Freedom of Information Act. And I called John up as soon as I got this thing. I said, Greenwald, I said, is that file real? He says, yeah. I said, okay, John. Yeah, he's a good friend of mine. You know, He's done a couple of shows on us over the years on the UFO Hunters and UFO Files. In fact, the last mm-hmm. show we, he did was 2009. That's where Bob was, was taken away. So, you know, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know. I can't tell you. All I know is it, it, it ain't something you're going to find in, in any alloy book. It ain't from this neighborhood. How about that? It ain't that? from this neighborhood. <laughs> exactly it ain't right. from around tears. No. Now, are you at, at any at any point, have you been in fear of your life because of the object? I mean, has it ever become scary with any individuals approaching you? Uh, has that happened at all since uh, you've had possession I of this thing? I haven't, no, but I believe Bob was killed. I believe Bob was run off the road. That's why I ask if any of that has trickled on to you. Uh, I haven't had any problems to speak of that, that I can relate to this object. Have oh, you've of... had other troubles? Well, I, I, can't, <laughs> I can't say it's to this object. I can't connect it to this. But uh... Listen, if his phone gets cut off suddenly, uh, just realize, folks, uh, we had nothing to do with it. They got him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, you'll hear it's a lot of loud bangs for it to get me. 
<laughs> you know, here, he's in a, he's in a bunker, Alan. They ain't gonna get him. It's, it's oh, okay. it's, you know, <laughs> if, if I go, there's gonna be a couple go with me. Put it that way. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I'm packing, so to speak. <laughs> hey, that reminds me. Anybody? I'm looking to sell one of mine. If anybody wants one. Not I the guess. one that you you were arrested with, right? Not no, actually, no, 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 no. I, <laughs> did you ever get that one back or no? Uh, I got to file paperwork for it in about another three months. Oh my goodness! Yeah, well, there, I'd buy got, that one. You know, they they got to use it a few times down the border first, and they can get it back. <laughs> oh, that's that's so correct. Funny. Put a couple bodies on there. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Sprinkle a few bodies on this one. Yeah, yeah you know, it, it's, guys. You know, it's like I said. I tell everybody, and I'm open. I'm open to mainstream scientific investigation. I don't want UFO laboratories. I don't want people really connected with UFO fans. I want mainstream laboratories. That's what I'm dealing with. Who I'm dealing with. Right. Because UFO field, as far as I'm concerned, is full out. Yeah, but as soon as you mentioned this thing came from space, and uh, we believe it's from a, a something in space that is manufactured, uh, you're going to get that same look a UFO guy would get. Well, and I saying, don't yeah, I was that. abducted by little gray guys. I don't tell them that. Okay. That's, so how, we got, that's how we got a you, test done on, this, on, on in MSU. So how did you approach them? We sample in and said, hey, can you do an XRD on this? said, sure. And the guy looked at it. And he says, where'd it come from? I says, it come out of the sky. That's all we said. And the guy that was doing the test, he looked at it, and he said, oh, it's a piece of aircraft, aluminum, probably off a 747 wing. That's exactly what he told us, as David Lamb. Now, is there any chance this could be something like out of the movie Joe Dirt? Uh, do what? Uh, Alan, remember the movie Joe Dirt? Yep. Oh, Joe is Dirt, it? okay. <laughs> any chance that this is a huge pile of poo? It's if been it called a, 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 it, it was called alien uh, alien poo in one of the stories. Was done on. <laughs> All I can say is if it hasn't melted yet, mm, it, 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 probably it, not. It, yeah. Alien suppository or whatever, you know. <laughs> well, let me ask you: if it's aluminum, instead of breaking off a piece, has anybody tried melting portions of it and see if it's still magnetic? Yeah, I have a melting. And it cools uh, off. I, I I just got that test done too. I did not know the melting temperature on it, which is a tad above normal aluminum. Aluminum and it stays molten a little bit longer than normal aluminum, so could there is chipped? an anomaly there too. Now here's because the question: So it can be melted, can still, be chipped. Is it still giving off radio frequencies or EM frequencies on the pieces that have melted month, out? But it was last month. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is, is the piece that was melted off, is it still? Would it still give off frequencies? That piece. That's what, that I, piece. No, I've like, never, I've never checked that. That's a, that's a great question. Yeah, if you, if you can cut off a piece, yeah. Once you cut you've off a piece, the cons- once you've changed the consistency and maybe the the molecular alignment, I'm just wondering if it still has the same properties as it did. I, that, when- you know, I, that I, I've never checked because Chase Classy's got that piece in, in uh, at, at, with her right now because she's got a couple of tests I want her to run. Well, you said you melt. You have a piece of melted, so I was thinking maybe it should. Yeah, it was melted here back in uh, in uh, March. Oh, okay. Uh, Rudy Olson did those tests at Sealy. Okay. We we had never ever gotten a melting temperature on on the object because we didn't have we didn't want to melt a big piece of it. Right. You know, and this test I had done at Sealy this time, I broke a chad off the outside of the object, one of, one of the chads. Right. And I sent that to Chase. Or actually, didn't send to her. I gave it to her in Ohio when we was doing some uh, doing some recording for a documentary. And she's a forensic specialist. Okay. And uh, I gave her Rudy's uh, 
uh, address with Sealy because he had already volunteered to do free testing for us, for me. Oh, that's cool. That was nice of him. And uh, I jumped all over that. We're talking, like I say, number one of the top five in the world, labs. And then that way I've got a uh, chain of custody of the object, of right. the piece. And it went to her. It went to Rudy. Rudy did it. He did these testing. I got all all the reports back from him. He also tested at the same time and some metal recovered by a guy by the name of Benny Floggins. Benny recovered a chunk of metal in his driveway from a UFO. Almost the same breakdowns on the basic elemental in it. Again, other than he does have tin in his. But he has an off-earth strontium read in his also. And uh, I have a sample, or we have a sample of the Reynoldsham uh, debris. Reynoldsham Forest, running. yeah. Reynoldsham Forest. And he's running sample tests on that now, along with Colonel Hout, I believe. No, that's not right. Colonel, uh, uh, who was the guy at Reynoldsham? Right. Wasn't Hout. Wasn't Hout. That's <laughs> Roswell or whatever. Right. Uh, anyway, one of the guys was on the police team. Okay, All right. that, that picked it up, and they they had samples, and they're doing. Nick Pope, I guess, is involved in that too. Probably, Probably. him, Peter Robinson, yeah. and some of the other guys. I don't Correct. know. Robinson don't sound familiar, but it was, anyway, it was one of the one of the one of the guys from the MPs, and they're doing testing on it right now. And I'm damn near bet you that the silicone or the, the aluminum. On that element, break down a lot the same as Bob's, and it'll break down the same as, as Benny's. And that ties in three separate eyewitness UFO encounters with the same basic leftover leavings from those encounters. Now, so those is this a fuel cell? Could this thing be a fuel cell? I don't know. Could be, yeah. Could be alien poo. Okay, there you go. That's, that's a long-distance long suppository. Yeah, that's a big alien if that's a suppository. Yeah, <laughs> mighty big alien. It's one of them reptilians, I guess, or whatever. Uh, man. Yeah, it's such, a, it's such an amazing story. You know, I, I wonder, have you guys uh, done any, like, x-rays to see if there's maybe anything in that is, this thing might be casing something, like maybe it's, like, holding something within it? I, 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 that I haven't had a chance to do. I can't. That's a test. It's a high dollar test. It's an X ray deal. Because I mean, it's sending out a signal. There's a good chance there might be something in the middle of there, just you know, being encased in this thing. Yeah, you know, uh, what's inside of it? We can't. I can't see what's inside of it. It's an egg. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Pandora's pod. box. Pandora's it's pod. pod. You know, it's going to break open and take us all. Pandora's pod. You know, uh, laugh, laugh all you want. You never know. You know. You we never all- know. You know, enough of us have seen the Andromeda Strain and all these other movies. Yeah, the the actual well, zombie apocalypse when I started this. <laughs> that, that scenario is very plausible. Yeah, yeah. Very. This you might know. be what starts the zombie apocalypse there, Larry. Uh, oh, you know. My Jesus. Well, like I, I'm well-armed, so I should be able to take care of, take a couple of them out before they get <laughs> There you go. There you go. Yeah, you'll be, see, if the zombie apocalypse ever were to happen, I know I'll die quick. That's for sure. Larry, you'd survive. I mean, I know you'd live for for a long time. Uh, you'd take out a lot of zombies. Alan yeah, over there here. There you go. Yeah, I'm a good shot. Alan, I think, would die quicker than I would, probably. I'm a little bit more prepared than you realize, but I'm not going to talk about it on the radio. Oh, uh, no, don't, don't, don't tell oh, all boy. your secrets. That's true. That's exactly. true. Exactly. Yeah, that's why I told all my ex-wives, and they did. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Larry, why they're thank- ex-wives. 
Yeah, there you go, exactly. Larry, it's awesome having you on. Uh, hey, next, my pleasure. Next time you, you come on here, it better not be a year apart, man. You better be having you on uh, a lot sooner than that. Okay, well, awesome. I appreciate any time. You know, I'm more, more than happy to inject uh, whatever I know about this thing, which I've got more questions out. i got answers. No kidding. i, I got more questions, too. With, I started out with a, with a story and a piece of metal, and now i got the story, the piece of metal, and i got it tied into two other cases, or three other cases. And, and a it, bazillion it, 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 questions. It, 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 it's, it's like uh, Ted Bill says, it's a case that just keeps on giving. Yeah, no kidding. You know. Is there any website links you want to give out to the audience so they could uh, follow along here and uh, keep you know keep up with your research on this thing? Uh, Museum of the Unexplained, Aerial Anomalies Research Group on Facebook. Uh, UFOHardEvidence.conforms.com uh, is our old original site that's got most of the information on it. And if you just type my name in, Larry C. Kander, I'm, I'm, I'm published as far as the book goes about this right now. Mm-hmm. You can only go as far as you push the Bob White Legacy at Goldie Press. And that'll give you just about everything other than this latest 2015 finding. But there will be an addium to that book coming up shortly. Excellent. And you better be on the, the show here when that book comes out. All right, well... uh like I said, I really appreciate you guys having me on. Hey, it's well, always yeah, a pleasure listening to you, it's, even though it's the first time for me listening to you. Yeah, exactly. It's a bad choice of words. Uh, you ask the right questions, <laughs> you know, and, and that's that's what I want. I want people to ask the questions. And, you know, it gives me ideas, too. You know, well, I, like I, said, I, don't, I can't tell you what it is, but I can tell you it, it ain't off a of Buick, Buick bumper, 1953 yeah, exactly. Roadmaster. You can tell us what it is or what it isn't. All we know is that this thing is very bizarre. It's not it. from this world, and the answers uh, that it could hold are, well, could be the answers to everything that we talk about on this show. Yeah, Larry, I forgot to mention that Los Alamos stuff, but I'll catch that next time. Next time we have you on, because we're, we're really short on time. Larry, thank you so much hey, for being on the you. show here. Appreciate your time, sir. Larry Seekander, everybody. Check out his website. Check out the object. Awesome story. Alan, uh, this has been a, another fun episode of Skywatchers Radio, my friend. Absolutely it has. I always enjoy having a nice, wonderful show with you, and uh, it's been amazingly amazing. Been amazingly amazing. That's right, folks. Skywatchers Radio, we sing. No, 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 we don't. No, no trust me, you don't want to hear him sing, folks. You don't want to hear that. No, you don't want to hear that. But you know what you want to hear? Monday night, coming back, Future Theater. That's right. Future Theater will be on live this week, so stick around for that. And next week, guess who we have on? Guess, guess who's going to be on the show with us? Uh, guess, 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 uh, guess. Give me a hint, give me a hint, give me a hint. Uh, his name's rhymes with Ot Arlo. Ot Arlo. Yes, yes. Uh, um, can I call Yahtzee? Really? Yahtzee. Okay, I'll I'll I'll, I'll let you call Yahtzee on this one. All right, fine. Go ahead. Okay, Yahtzee. We're gonna we're gonna get to a little uh, a little bit of cryptozoology next week with the one and the only Scott Marlowe. Oh. Oh, okay. That's going to be a lot of fun. He's been all over the place from the BBC to the History Channel and Monster Quest, Discovery Channel. He's been all over the place. Great guest. He's going to be on with us next week. Please stick around for Dark Matter Radio Network's other programming after this show because there's a lot more stuff coming up. Also on PSN Radio, same stuff. Stick around for both. Keep listening. Keep your eyes on the skies and your prize on July when Art Bell returns to the airwaves. We're almost there, people. We're almost there. Until then, and until next time, keep your soul rolling.